welcome to Monologues by Hassie, where I'm going to be dropping unsolicited brain dumps from the depths of my grey matter. I'll talk about life, money, society, and self-development, plus whatever else lies up there, whilst hopefully not getting cancelled in the process. For the last year or so, my grandparents have become incredibly fixated on the idea of me getting married as soon as possible. I think if I left it up to them, they would find somebody and have me married in two weeks. And every time I go to Sydney airport and I'm on my way to Sri Lanka, I have this sense of dread because at the Sydney airport toilets, even in the male toilets, you walk in and they have signs, that, like little posters that say, um, if you are being forced to marry somebody, please call this number. And I've always joked about the signs, but increasingly as I get closer to turning 30, which I'll be doing next year, it feels like that sign is no longer a joke and it's a bit scary. And I'm not scared of marriage itself, I'm scared of these expectations that other people are putting on me. And it really got me thinking, because I've told my grandparents many times that I need to do things at my own pace, that uh, the way that society works now is different to back when they got married, it's different to when my parents got married. And this whole kind of trajectory led me to the thought that has the vast technological change that's happened in the last 200 years since the Industrial Revolution, and even more rapidly since we've come into the digital age in the last 20 to 30 to 40 years, has that actually eroded the value of generational wisdom? And here's the thing, I know my grandparents, well, a big part of why they want me to get married is uh, because they're human and because they want genetic immortality. So they want to make sure that th their genes are passed on because even when they die, um, irregardless of how difficult it is for me, you know, their genes will carry carry on. And that that's really the ultimate goal. And uh, they will achieve that, but they'll achieve it on my time frame, not theirs. But they do have good intentions and they believe that that is an important thing that I need to do to have a happy life. But the only problem I see, and I've almost tried to argue with them and explain that that's not the case and I did have to put my foot down with my grandmother a few days ago and let her know that well it's not okay to keep hounding this point down me but when we look at if I jump 10,000 years ago and I looked at a hunter-gatherer family 10,000 years ago there probably would have been similar advice passed down from the grandparents to the parents to the children if you consider that hunter-gatherer society 10,000 years ago you would have had a situation where that advice would have been very relevant because one could assume that due to the nature and the kind of evolution in, in the structure of society being so slow that the good intentions also had good data to back them up. So the generational wisdom that you were getting from your parents or your grandparents had a lot of value. But in the society that we live in, it's very different because there's been so much technological change. You know, my from my parents' generation, it was probably closer to my grandparents in terms of technology. And now in the last 20 to 30 years, that's completely changed altogether. In fact, it is very hard to fathom if somebody hasn't deliberately tried to put themselves in the shoes of what young people today might be facing in terms of pressures and the way that society has changed, that a lot of the advice from the 70s or 80s, or in my grandparents' case, the 30s and 40s, it's just not relevant to date. That's not to say it's completely irrelevant and useless, but the problem is they haven't tried to understand what society is like today. 
today. And this isn't to dismiss that anyone older than me or where they might have advice that that advice is invalid, but it depends on the context and whether the person giving the advice has tried to tailor that to the reality on the ground. And that is really where I see this generational wisdom really eroding because there are good intentions. You can assume that your parents or your grandparents hopefully have good intentions for you, but their data may be very outdated. And the question is, how fast is technology going to jump in the next 10 to 20 years? Am I not going to be able to relate to my children because they've got a completely different set of pressures? And if we take a look at some of the things that are happening in many societies across the world, you've got Let's take a look at dating in general, since that's kind of the topic that led me to thinking about the erosion of generational wisdom. But if we think about dating, if we look at the last 50 to 60 years, especially in Western countries, you've had a situation where we have decoupled sex from reproduction. There's a lot of benefits for that, but naturally that changes the way that dating markets and relationships between people, that has all been significantly altered. All of a sudden, we've gone from a species where sex has always been coupled to, you know, it's been coupled to reproduction. And only in the last 50 to 60 years have we decoupled these two things uh, in a way that's very effective. You know, we've only really had very effective birth control, at least that we're aware of, you know, in the last 50 to 60 years. And that is a massive shift. And then if we look at things like labor markets, now it is essential for men and women to work. It is not an option for people not to work. If you exist, the goal of your government is probably to increase GDP and to keep you working. So everyone did work in the past as well, but I think now we need to work in a way that produces gross domestic product. So being at home or being on your own ranch and doing your own farming no longer suffices. You need to be in a job where you're trading something with somebody else and receiving money and and thereby going and spending that money. So there's been big changes in the way the labor markets work. Obviously we had the industrial revolution and people stopped going from living an agrarian lifestyle to working in factories. And now we've had this kind of information technology revolution and AI has become incredibly big. So what is going to happen in the next 10 to 20 years, I probably can't even imagine that. It's just something I'm gonna have to deal with when I get there. But the technological changes, they've just been so rapid. And then in my personal situation, I'm not just dealing with technological change, I've also got cultural differences as well. So my parents and my grandparents grew up in Sri Lanka. And when they were growing up, compared to the West, those countries at that time would have been even further behind in terms of technology and access to information and different things like that. And I've been you know, teleported to Australia and very fortunate to have this privileged upbringing. But that means that I am so far removed from the experiences of my parents and my grandparents. I'm living in a different reality. And I've realized that a lot of information that I'm getting isn't particularly valid in the modern day. And like a big one, when I look at my father, he's probably worked at three to four companies, you know, in Australia in his whole life. So uh, over a career of, you know, 20, 25 years, he's probably spent a good 10 to 15 years at the same two companies. And that is incredibly rare. Like you just, you do still do see people like this, but it is just a very rare thing. And those labor market dynamics are very different. And you know, they were able to work, if I look at my parents as well, they were able to work, you know, 
They weren't at the top of their fields. They were kind of working average jobs. They were able to buy property. They were able to buy investment property. Their dollar went a lot further. So the pressures on people who, on young people today, you know, we can't follow their game plan because their game plan works back, you know, it works 20 or 30 or 40 years ago, but it doesn't inherently work today. And my game plan today hopefully it is a successful game plan, only time will tell, probably won't be applicable to my children. And hopefully, when I get to that point, I will have the humility to either say, hey, this game plan won't work for you. I'll tell you what it is. You can try and take what you can from it. You know, it probably doesn't work in this time. And I, I also hope that I have the empathy to try and understand the situation for people of some said future generation. Because I have met friends of parents who have been more empathetic to say that, you know, they've had a look, they've had a think about the challenges that young people are facing. And they say that, you know, it is very different for you guys, even though it looks easier, like you still have challenges. Those challenges are just in different areas of your life. And that is a very important thing. So to sum up this particular episode, it's a weird thought from being pressured to be married, but I've just realized that a lot of this wisdom just doesn't apply. And I remember my, remember my parents telling me what subjects to study in university and everything. And all of that has also gone out the window because I've had to find my own path and do things in a different way because their view of the world just doesn't work in the 21st century. What worked for them will not work for me. And what worked for me will most likely not work for my children. And with that, I'm going to end it there. And I wish everyone listening to this great success on all your endeavors. You've just made it through another episode of Monologues by Hassie. It brings me great pleasure to know that you made it to the end. To listen to more episodes, subscribe on your favorite podcast app or visit monologuesbyhassie.com. Thanks for swinging by.